Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never-ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world-renowned entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David Harder. From the production studios of Epic Financial Strategies here in Red Bank, New Jersey, we are Infinity X giving a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of creating infinite sales opportunities by having conversations with powerhouses. Guys, this evening we have a very special treat. We have Pamela Barty in studio this evening. What's up, Pam? How What's are you tonight? On, so good to oh, see you, Barta. So good to see you as well, partner. Oh, it's, it's always an honor. Oh, no, the, the listen, the, the honor is mine. <laughs> it has been from the day that we met. And uh, folks, this is Pamela Barty. Uh, we, we featured Pam about a year and a half ago when yeah. we were really just starting to build out Infinity X. Remember that? Yeah, it was, like, it I was, was doing it from, brand new. I know. I was doing it from my kitchen table. And <laughs> it was, the way it starts. That's right. Oh, that's Amazon right. started in a garage. That's it. That's it. Hell so yeah. we are the Amazon of podcasting, right? <laughs> we totally are. Um, how far that we've come, though. You know, it's it's incredible. It's honestly insane. And like, I see this setup here and I'm just like, this is the coolest thing ever. Cause I remember where it was like a year ago and it yeah. was pretty much exactly a year ago that we were here. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. That's it right. was last January. That yeah, was it was last January. Yet. Yep. That's and right. to see it grows tremendous. We have, um, uh, we, we, you know, we've really along with you really leveled up. And I think one of the things that we have tried to focus on very consistently is to bring, um, value added content, relevant timely content, you know, based upon what's happening in markets, based upon what's happening economically, based upon what you want to see as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. Um, and we're looking to give, you know, a, a stage to relevant, uh, you know, relevant data, re you know, relevant information and relatable information, Pam. And, you know, tonight we're going to go really, really deep on what you're up to in the world, yeah. what you're putting out there, some of the new incredible things that you have going on, yes. uh, what we talked about today. So folks, Pamela Barty, the underdog, you can catch her on the underdog podcast, Pamela Barty on Instagram. Pam and I had the good fortune, uh, I had the good fortune of meeting Pam about a year and a half ago through another ecosystem partner of ours. And, um, you know, I was just, I was absolutely blown away with, you know, where you came from uh, leading up until the point that we first met. So, you know, Pam, what I do want to do is I just want to rehash uh, yeah. before we get into what you're up to right now, uh, that journey, why you yeah. call yourself the underdog. Can you get into that a little bit? For sure. So the real estate underdog, I mean, honestly, my parents were their OG underdogs. 100%. That's original gangster for original all you. Yes. So like literally my parents. So I, I was born in Tirana, Albania. So I left. So my parents actually grew up in the communist era. Wow. So in Albania, so they didn't have churches. They didn't have, you know what I mean? Like none of that. They grew up in the government. This is the government. Everything yeah. was the government, right? Yeah. It was communism. Yeah. And so when I was born in 91, it was the collapse of communism. Yeah. And so my parents, given the political climate, they wanted to get out of Albania. So we went to Rome, Rome, Italy. And when I, I basically I was six months old until I was five years old. Okay. So, okay. and then when I was five years old, moved to the U S what a change. <laughs> it was like <laughs> English is my third language. Yeah. Yeah. Third. Yeah. And so what was the crazy part is like my grandmother put my parents' names in the visa lottery. Really? Yeah. And they didn't even know. 
So my wow. parents tried a, a few times, didn't get it. And then my grandmother put the names in the day my little brother was born. My grandmother walked into the hospital and was like, hey, congratulations on your baby boy. By the way, your names got chosen to go <laughs> yeah. to the visa lottery in the United States. And, and it was crazy. My dad was like, we're going. And my mom was hesitant because yeah. newborn son. I was five years old. No family over there. Didn't know English. Didn't know anything. No job security. Didn't know where they were going to stay. Like wow. when I say nothing yeah. was set up like for them. Shirt on their back. Literally. Shirt on their back. literally. Holy and so for wow. me, I'm like, you know, I hear that story and I'm just like, my parents came here and built something from nothing it, that they're the original underdogs. Right. Yeah. So my yeah. dad started working all types of weird jobs when we came here because he didn't speak English, eventually got into the restaurant world. Owner became his mentor. Mentor gave him a down payment to go out and, and buy a and, business. And, and folks, hold on a second. Uh, hold on a second. Yo, not only did he not speak English, he's six foot yeah. eight and he's in Boston, right? <laughs> yeah, he's, just, he's a huge, yeah. tall guy. And like, honestly, like, you know, my, my dad was like, he was on roofs. He was putting away photos at Kodak, like wow. working back of house at restaurants, whatever he could do just to make to do. him doing what he had to do. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. but his mentor became like his cheerleader, right? Like the owner of the restaurant. He, told them the way that you build wealth in America is one of two ways. A, you own real estate. B, you own your own business. Wow. And he could have kept them as an employee, yeah. but yeah. he chose to empower him. Did he choose and like, did he seek out mentorship or did just that just no, automatically? Friendship. It's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Friendship. And yeah. he's like, you know, I, I came here and I sacrificed everything on the line for my family so that they can become something great and make something of themselves. Put that into perspective for a yeah. second, folks, because people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for that level of mentorship that just found, I mean, that, nothing happens yeah. by accident. That's incredible. hundred percent. Yeah. And so he gave my dad a loan basically to go out and buy a business. Wow. And my dad went out and bought a restaurant. Huh. Okay. So in Boston, buy a restaurant, by the way, I think, cause that's what he knew. He was working back of house. And so he started learning the operations and yep. he felt like yep. he could do it himself. Yep which is really cool. And so my dad got into that world and I started working there when I was 10, because before that I wow. rarely saw my dad, you know, like I was, I was home with my mom. My mom was doing whatever she could. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, to work from home because we were so little. And then I was like, I want to go to work with dad. And my mom's like, no, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to go. I want to work yeah. with my dad. That's right. literally what I want to do. Yeah. And so yeah. I would go when 10 years old, you know, like working with my dad. And so he's like, all right, go to the cashier and learn what the cashier is doing. And yeah. then like, I would see how they would interact with customers and all that stuff. By the time I was 18, I was running the show. Wow. Okay. Because with you, my dad, yeah, because yeah. I was so ingrained in it yep. and I was treated as an employee from day one. Yep. My dad was like, okay, fine. You can work with me. But you went from chief officer of dishwashing to yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, but exactly. you learned every single aspect every single of what aspect. it was. Right. Yeah. And yeah. at the time I kind of hated it, to be honest with you. Sure. I was like, I'm a middle school kid. I want to go to a middle school dance, yeah. but I had to work until 8 PM. And then I could go to the middle school dance and no other kids had to do that. And at the time, you know, being a teenager, That's a hard and young and angry, yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. you're like, I just, want to hang out with my friends you know but like now i'm like oh my god that was the best experience i could have ever had because then by 21 i had two restaurants under my belt wow. okay so hold the phone here folks okay so by 21 she had two restaurants yeah you were 18 when you started running the the original restaurant how did you duplicate oh yes so basically i was running the whole show for my parents by the time i was 18 okay. and so i had their model down okay by 18 okay and then from there i had my own restaurants after that but it was a little bit of a shift as to how I got there because that was not the original plan. A lot of people think like, okay, Pam was literally supposed to be an entrepreneur and she knew it and all of that. That is Born one big lie. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was one big lie. Yeah. I was definitely an entrepreneur at heart. Still am. Always mm -hmm. will be. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the time when I, when I went to my undergrad, I was going to go and literally work for someone after I graduated and then maybe own a business one day. And where'd you go to undergrad? Stonehill college. You went to Stonehill college. Yeah. Yep. And so I was there and first I went into marketing and then I had to take this applied calculus for business course. And that messed me up because I had almost a full scholarship to Stonehill. And then I had this course, I had like a 30 halfway through the semester. And it was literally the last week I can drop a course. And I was like, I'm dropping this course. And I was like, I can't stand it. The professor's not helping me. And I was like freaking out. And right. I was like, this was a mandatory class for my major for marketing. And I literally went through like, this was like my freshman year. I'm like, I'm a failure. Yeah, I'm a mess. Attack, right? I'm at, yeah. I'm like, cause sure. I, I was in college. I was 17. I was younger than everybody else. Sure. Yeah. And I was freaking out because of my scholarship. I could lose it. So with that being said, I was like, all right. And so I literally dropped that class. And then that made me turn my entire major completely into communications. And then eventually I got into wanting to create my own major. So I was the first one in Stonehill college history to create my own entrepreneurship major. Yep. So that was cool. And then, cause they had the minor, but nobody did the major. So I did interdisciplinary studies and created my own major in tandem. Created your own major. Yes. I love that. I in love tandem that. That's with entrepreneurial as it gets right there, by the way, <laughs> in tandem, yeah. in yeah. tandem with everything else. Right. So like my communications, which was my formal degree. Right. And then, you know, I was like, I'm going to be in events and marketing at the biggest like event arenas in the Boston market. And okay. so that was my goal. Literally got an internship at the biggest one in Boston, my junior year of college. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, like, this is going to be great. This is going to be fun cranked it the whole time. Yeah. Whenever I'd participate in corporate meetings, I used to get yelled at because I was the intern <laughs> and I was just like driving. But like, yeah. I always had this thing where like, I don't like people telling me what to do. Like, I don't know. What it, like, I'm just like, don't, don't tell me. What, you know what I mean? Like, if you ask me a question, I'm going to say to you, I'm not just going to sit there and be submissive and not listen. Right. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do my thing. You asked me to participate. So I'm participating. And I used to get scolded at whatever. So go into my meeting, my final meeting. And I get my grade and I'm like, sweet. I am anticipating a wonderful A because yeah, 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 I'm there yeah. every day. I'm I don't actually out. in college, they even give A pluses. It's just 4.0, like, right? Honestly, it's, it's, like, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's an internship. See how many A's I got in college, right? <laughs> it was literally like, like, it was crazy because I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, you're supposed to get an A when yeah. you've participated, you've done everything that you were going to do. And she's like, no, you, you, um, she's like, oh, you know, Pam, you have, I'm giving you a B minus. And I'm like, B minus. What the hell? Yeah. Right. B minus. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And so, but I didn't, you know, obviously didn't verbalize it. She probably saw the look on my face because I wear my heart on my sleeve. Right. So I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? And she literally said three words that changed my life. Actually four. You're just too ambitious. You're just too ambitious. And how first, did that land with you? Because that's a um, very awkward statement to make. It was like, how do I explain this? So I'm a Scorpio. We're known, <laughs> we're known as fire. Okay. Yeah. So what happened first was an internal rage that I was like, please don't come out and, and flip out and scream. <laughs> right. Self-control. And then the other part was like this, like overwhelming, like sadness, like I had failed. And then like, I was like, oh no, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate all of you. And like all of that. And then I walked out of the door and then I kept going. I was like super sad and like walking, I'm leaving the office. And then before I walk, like I literally walked through the thresholds as I'm leaving the building yep. to go outside. And it was like this voice inside my head that was like, 
Pam, you're okay. You're going to crush it. Mm-hmm. And yep. do it for you. Like literally that's what I heard. Do it for you. And I'm like, was that, that the first time that you had that like bulb go off where it was like, yeah. Okay. I've been doing for others up until this point. They're like, do it for yourself. Yeah. That was the, like, yeah, yeah. the message yeah. was like, you like pretty much like you've already got <clears throat> it. Just crank out. Yep. Like, you know what to do. Basically yep. like your own business to me, that meant my own business. Sure. And I was like, and I called my parents and I was like, Hey mom, Hey dad. Um, I just want to let you know, I'm not working for absolutely anyone. I wouldn't dare work for anyone when I graduate college and I'm going to do my own thing. Don't know what it is yet. I'll get back to you. <laughs> they were like, you're going into your senior year. What are you talking about? You're supposed to be secure. You're supposed to be this. You're supposed... And they're freaking out. Meanwhile, my dad, you know, my mom, that's my mom freaking out. Right. Then my dad's like, right. uh, Pam, so no problem. He's like, just let me sit you down for a second. If you want to get into business, you have to remember one thing. You got to have a big heart. Gotta have a big heart. Yeah. He's like, wow. in business, you gotta have a big heart. You gotta wanna help people, and that's how you'll be successful. And he's like, I know you can do it, but it's going to be challenging. And I was like, challenge accepted. At that point, I didn't even know what my challenge was. <laughs> like, I didn't even know what I was gonna, I don't even know what I was doing. And so, you know, I spent some time figuring out what are my passions, what do I know, right? And so I knew the restaurant industry, but I didn't necessarily want to dive deep in like the restaurant stuff. So I wanted like to start off in dessert. And you were still running two restaurants now at this point, right? No, no, this was before. This oh, is my senior year. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And so my senior yeah. year, I built out my like dessert cafe, which was called Ria Cafe. And so that was like those those cafes in Italy sure. that you would see, right? Yeah. And then I got an offer to be a partner from a gentleman that I had interned with years prior to. We had a contract that basically was in downtown Boston. Okay. Was the, it was a bistro, Charles River Bistro. And we controlled like all the July 4th operations and any operation that happened in the city of Boston in that one location, like wow. miles on stretch. Wow. And then I had that store. So I was spent my whole senior year working on these two. And that's how I had two restaurants basically by 21. Got it. Which was wild, right? I found myself immediately, like they both were in full swing by the time I graduated. And I found myself working like 14 to 16 hour days, met these real estate developers who were just like, you know, and then watching flip or flop all these shows that were coming on HGTV. Cause that's yeah. when they really launched for the very first time. Right. <clears throat> yep, yep. And so I was like, dude, I need to build a different stream of revenue. What am I doing? Like what, what is happening here? And so I was, I was like, I decided I want to be in real estate development. I want to just flip houses as a different, you know, keep my restaurants, yep. build this as a different income stream, flip houses, whatever. Hired a coach, dove into that world. So hired a coach prior to flipping, flipping. Yes, hundred percent. Now in hindsight, how valuable was that? 100,000% valuable. I, it was scary even with a coach, yeah. <laughs> let alone without a coach. Yeah. I was like, I want to sidestep all of the obstacles. Yep. I want to learn from other people's mistakes, not trying to make this myself because in development, you can lose thousands, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, I'm all set. I yeah. want to bypass that. Cause also people were investing in me at that time. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And I didn't yeah, want to yeah. let them down and yeah. I have other people's money counting on me. I sure. better know what I'm doing. First flip generating almost hundred K in revenue. Wow. And I'm Say that like, one more time. First flip was how much? Almost hundred K in revenue. Boom. Okay. It's like 93, something like that. Mm. And I was like, holy what? And yeah. so I was like, let's yeah. rinse and repeat that. And then slowly my restaurants phased out, sold and leased those, and then stepped into the real estate game more. As I was moving forward, I was getting my real estate license and I got into the commercial realm and then just kept elevating and elevating construction license, like 
all these things started happening, but it was a stepping stone that all I said to myself was like, I just want to add a different revenue stream here. And then it transformed the whole game. Cause I wasn't looking to change my entire career. Like all I was trying to do was just build something else so I could keep having more revenue streams coming in. Then it just changed everything. Unbelievable. And so, yeah, so that changed everything. Right. And then, and then you started to move into the arena of influence as well. They were kind of like simultaneous to one another. What was it like, you know, what was your strategy looking like when yeah. you decided to start to, you know, call it monetize what you're good at, right. And leverage yeah. your influence out there. Well, it was crazy. So like I was crushing it yeah. for a while, like honestly, and I got to a point in my career where I was doing so well in construction development and everything that I was doing. And I had gotten to a nine figure real estate career, which is I've sold, developed, acquired over hundred mil yep. in and around the Boston market, which yep. was and insanely how awesome. At that time I was almost 27. I was 27, 27 years old, over a hundred million dollars in, uh, deals and deals. Yeah. Just let that sink in for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so it, was super cool. it was super cool. And like, I, and then I got featured in Forbes and in Time Magazine and like wow. all by 27. And like, I also had paid off all my debts. I was financially free. And I was like, just chilling. I was like, sweet, mastered this game. Life is awesome. Cool. And then it was around the time that my grandfather had passed. So he had pancreatic cancer. Hmm. And when he was sick, we were all around his bedside yeah. and we surrounded him. And I just remember at that moment, it was like, it was insane. Like we were just there. And I just remember everyone talking about memories. Nobody was talking about money. Nobody was talking about work. Nobody's like, it's memories and legacy. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. and in those moments I was like, dang, I don't ever want to be on my deathbed and say, I wish I worked more. I've never seen anybody do that. Everyone's wow. focused on legacy and memories and all these things. And so my life shifted. Like, I was like, I want to do more. Wow. Like I want to do yeah. more. Yeah. You know, and that little voice inside my head kept saying, Pam, doing great and awesome for yourself. But what are you doing for the world? And that really got me. And I was like, damn it. I'm, I mean, I'm lining my own pockets. Like I, I, I achieved what I wanted to achieve in sure. this game. Yeah. And this is really yeah. exciting. But when you get to a certain threshold, you're like, what? A, like money's just not everything. Sure. Right. Sure. You know, and it's so impact. it's impact. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so yeah. I was like, how do I integrate? Like, how did I get here? Right. Because a lot of people ask me that. Hi, Pam, how'd you get to that level? at such a young age. And it's like, well, it took a whole village of people around me. It was mm -hmm. my mentors, my teachers, my advisors, like everybody, like it took a whole village to create who I am. Yeah. That's why when right. I hear the term self-made, I'm kind of like, that's not true. Cause there's a lot of cheerleaders in your life that made you happen. Right. So in my world, I was like, okay, I, was like, I, I really just want to interview people and like hear their story. And maybe that'll inspire other people and spark something in them because they'll be from all different walks of life and we'll rock and roll. And initially it was supposed to be like a TV show type of setup. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. COVID hit and the studios closed down. Right. right. So then I so had to position it real quick right? and yeah. position into a podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing that and like, it was insane. So I launched in 2020, 2020 and literally within like now it's 2022. We're in now 65 plus countries, top 1.5% of podcasts in the world top 100 entrepreneurship podcast and like just had some of the most insane guests like who's coming next i don't want to spoil it should i spoil it like <laughs> well, one, one, one of the guests that's coming on <laughs> so one of the guests that's coming on super duper soon is kevin harrington original shark from shark Tank. original shark from shark Tank. yeah all right and okay. then we had like the founder of reebok joe foster just wow. like mind-blowing stories like bill dolan who literally died on a plane came back to life and just mm. like shares that like just the stories are unbelievable. And that blowed that basically blew up to a whole nother level. And what that sparked in me was the whole 
love for like coaching and speaking for others. Like that was, was like building different revenue, revenue streams is my thing. Yep. Like that's my jam. I know real estate really well. And I know how to diversify that and learning different things and basically helping people meeting them where they're at so they can break through and then move their financial strategies. in. so through real estate and all different ventures. And so now that's what I'm dedicated to. And mm. that's why I'm the real estate underdog. And I yep. help you build different streams of revenue through different elements of real estate and more. We so. are Infinity X giving a stage and microphone to human excellence. I'm joined by Pamela Barty, who is the real estate underdog. And I got to tell you, folks, if you're not paying attention, you need to pay attention to what she is up to. She's doing massive things. Put your questions into the chat for Pam. You can ask her about how she built out in real estate. Uh, you can ask her about how she got into construction. You can ask her really be, you know, any, put anything out there within reason, obviously. But um, Pam, so you just recently launched a coaching program, right? Because, yeah. okay, so you were talking about how can you give back, yeah. right? And and I know that your coaching program centers around a specific vertical that you yeah. are really, really good at. So why don't you put out to the good folks out there what you're up to in that space? Yeah. So in that space, so in searching for what is it that I want to do? How do I want to help other people build different streams of revenue? How can I coach them through? Yeah. So like one of the biggest business decisions that I made was I literally merged my brokerage with eXp Realty. eXp Realty. So with that... I literally merged them together. What brought you to that decision, by the way? Yeah. So I had a very good friend of mine, mm -hmm. Jim, and he like, I've known him for a long, long time. Like we would always talk about deals and different things. Not Jim, but you're a gem. Jim. Right? Yeah, he's a gem. Exactly. <laughs> he's a real gem. And he is a real gem. And he was with like Gibson Sotheby's luxury agent for like 20 plus years. Yeah. Respected him tremendously yeah. and just like yeah. an absolute powerhouse, the sweetest human being and just super down to earth. Yep. And I remember it was like summertime and. And I was just like, yeah, you know, and I had been approached by many people in the sure. past. And I was just kind of like, listen, yeah. I'm a rogue kind of gal. I don't, you know, you like your I, independence. Very, yeah, I like my yeah. independence. Yeah. I don't like to affiliate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the business ethics are really important to me. Sure. Of course. And I don't like to make money off of other people if it's not of true value. Right. Like Love I, that. I have everybody pay attention that. to that one. Right <laughs> there. Love that. That. Yes. So bringing authentic value. So Jem, Jem sat down with me and he's like, Pam, you know, this aligns with your business goals tremendously because you are looking to go international. You are a beast in the brokerage realm. You are a deal maker. Mm -hmm. So on the agency side, it works out for you. You've got all the infrastructure and all the support, but not only that, you can bring in people to become a shareholder in this space mm -hmm. and you can help people build their own brand and do what you do. And I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. Why would I not do that? Why would I not be able to give someone an opportunity where they could be like a real estate broker without being a real estate broker? Sure. Yeah. And they create something that they own themselves that nobody can take from them, that they can build generational wealth if they wanted to through the revenue share program, or they can just crush it in real estate agency and just crush it that way, but keep more money in their pocket. Right. 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 So that's all sure, the that's different the key. revenue. That's streams. one of the big keys, right? There, yeah. Right one of the big keys. And it's like, it's the coolest thing ever. I call it the democratization of real estate. <laughs> Take that and rewind so it back to democratization of real estate. Oh my God. You heard it here first. You heard it here first from Pam. That's Honestly. Amazing. And I mean, the, the growth has been tremendous because I mean, look at the great resignation. Yep. Yeah. People are that's chasing true. purpose. Yep. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Cause if that's the thing with COVID right now, right. For the first time you were broken out of your cycle. Wow. You were shaken Very up. True. You were forced yeah. out of your routine, That's something right. you wouldn't That's normally right. do. 
And what's that cause? I think that caused the great resignation. Yep. Where people were like, it was a cause and effect thing. Yeah, hundred percent right. Yeah. Where people it's are like, like why am I doing yep. this? Yep. Life is too short. You know, they hear people dying left and right of all these things. It's like, why, why am I doing what I'm doing? Sure. Does this have yep. value in my life? They're questioning for the first time. They're awakening for the first time, and it's like something tremendous that's happened in their world. And so everyone's chasing purpose. So with that being said, people want equity. They want to be part of something. They want something that they can build for themselves and their families. Sure. That's longstanding that can never be taken from them. You know what I mean? So the game is changing. You know, look at crypto. Mm. That's the decentralization of banks. That's right. That's right. The power is getting put back into the people. Mm. And systems are being broken for the first time in history. And it's causing major disruption. Crypto is causing major disruption in the financial yeah. markets. Yeah, it is. And then yeah. EXP is calling, causing major disruption in the real estate markets because they're like, what the hell? They, they have a revenue share program. There's more money going back into the pocket of the agent because an agent's going to look at a model like EXP and an EXP, they say this, you can't unsee it. <laughs> once you see yeah, the once, model, yeah, once it's been there. <laughs> yeah. And once you're, you're an entrepreneur, so once you see the model and you're like, this agency piece is so valuable. I put more money in my pocket, 80, 20 split cap at 16,000. And then you have 85 bucks a month that you pay a month. No franchise Wait, fees. So royalties. More time. $85 a month. Yeah. 149 startup. What's fee. Holy Michael. Okay. How many royalty fees are, are people paying on the big name brokerages, marketing fees and a whole bunch of other BS. I mean, I was told by, by Jem, he was giving Gibson Sotheby's like 15 K average per transaction out of his pocket just because he was wow. affiliated with the name. Wow. And people were doing business with him because he's the brand. They didn't care. He was with Gibson. So like they didn't care who he was. And that's what he figured out. He's like, I built my own brand. Why so would I, why, why would, would I give right, that exactly. up? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. so that's what I say for the agency side. And then there's a whole revenue share side, which is like, you can build out a rock star team, empower them and they can go out there and crush it in their world. And you're not limited to state lines. You can play on in an international scale, which but, is super cool. But your approach towards this is not traditional. No, right? it's not traditional in any way, shape, or form because you're no. lo you're looking to build a cohesive, call it one-stop shop team. Yeah. So elaborate a little bit more on on what that looks like, what the total design of yeah. how you're building out your team. Hundred percent. So anyone who comes <laughs> onto my team, it's basically this: we look at where are you at, and how do we integrate real estate in that world, and how do we bring in different affiliates and different partners to help you on that mission. Mm. So it's like, we got our own ecosystem of people. Like for example, financial partner, yep. you're my financial partner. If I bring someone to you, I know you're going to take care of them. Right? right. So we create yep. this massive yep. network of trust that just absolutely crushes it. And it's super powerful because it's like the relationship trust is there. Like I know hundred percent that if I bring someone onto you, you'll 100% take care of them. Right. If you bring anyone onto me on the real estate side, it's like, well, 100% do that. And everybody's winning and it's the coolest thing ever. But it's like you're also building different revenue streams. Sure. You know what I've found yeah. in the most high net worth individuals is that's what they do because that's how they protect their time and energy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly how we do it. And even like Kevin Harrington, when I interviewed him, the way he became a one-stop shop was unbelievable. He was a business broker and had everyone on the same floor. <laughs> and he leased out to them and like everyone would feed business to one another. And it was the coolest thing ever, you know. But it's a model that that works. And it's like a rising tide raises all ships that's and exactly that's what right. it's about yeah. but when you get greedy that's when that model doesn't work right, right. but if you are open and you're a giver it's 100 the model for you and it's super exciting and it can change your life i mean there's 
heavy numbers to be made in the, in the EXP realm, mm. heavy mm. numbers, like people making millions a year in passive income, which is unbelievable. We're going to build off that in a second. We are yeah. Infinity X stage and microphone for human excellence. I'm joined this evening by Pamela Bardi and actually leveraging that name, real estate underdog. I got a question that came in from, uh, from Jade. Yeah. Uh, what do you find most challenging about being the real estate underdog? Yeah. So honestly, being the real estate underdog, it wasn't easy, right? Like I was this young female showing up on all these job sites <laughs> and all these different things and, and like all these deals that I was creating, but you have to have the utmost confidence in yourself. Yep. But like, to me, I'm going to quote Tony Robbins here. Ah, uh, here we go. Love this. Business is a spiritual game. 100,000%. So for me, it Business was like, yeah, you know, I looked at my parents. I'm like, these are the OG underdogs. They made it against all odds. Like, how can I not? And the way that I would look at the model when I was having a hard time with myself, I'm like, I got to make it. There's no option. My parents are counting on me. They dropped everything. They sacrificed everything for me to become something great, mm. period. And so how are we going to break that? How are we going to break that? Like any, anytime I had a hard day, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Cause don't get me wrong. Like I had my fear, I had my anxiety. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You know, like, <laughs> like literally I'd have an electrician, like he'd be on site and he'd be like, oh, Pam, where do you want the flush mount lights? And I'm like, Hamana, Hamana, Hamana. What the hell is that? And I was like, hold on. I have a phone call. I go outside and I Google, Google. and I go back in and I'm like, yeah, you can just put it right there. And like right here. And like, and, and I was just, sometimes you've, you've got to just do it. You have to get thrown into the fire and just roll okay. because that, that's really what it comes down so, to. You just go. So let's build off that. Yeah. Right. Because I know another thing that you have launched is an educational curriculum. Oh yeah. So let me hit on this for a second, guys. Right. So anybody who thinks that you're going to go out there, find a property, flip it, at a capital gain within a six month period of time. And there's just not going to be any interruptions. It's going to be easy peasy. I find it. I sell it. Have a nice day. They got another thing coming, right, Pam? And so, oh, God, and, and, yeah. and so go into a little bit, if you would, around number one, flipping a home. Yeah. And then number two, what drove you to build out that educational curriculum? Absolutely. So in thinking about what's my legacy and my impact, right? So like EXP is a big part of it because I'm building out a team that's going to be doing exactly that. Yep. Like I'm not just teaching you how to go out there and sell real estate. That's ridiculous. You know, like, I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people do it and that's, that's awesome. But it's like, how do we take that to the next level? How do we create different revenue streams for you through real estate? Like, let me teach you commercial real estate. Let me teach you development, ground up deals. Like, let me teach you how to flip, right? So all these different verticals and different ways that you can make money. And not only that, but like business strategy advice too. Like, sure. but I start with also the life component, which is like making sure your mind, body, and spirit are all connected and aligned. Mm -hmm. So you can break through and then you can, I can take you through all these different avenues. Cause I'm not going to bombard you with all these different elements. If you're not spiritual, if you're it, no, yeah, well, like if you're not right with holistically yourself, holistically fit with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Lauren Hill, yeah. how are you going to win? If you're not right within? Amen. Amen. Lauren Hill, Miss Education, still one of the best albums of all time, by the way. 100%. Yeah. And so that's another thing is like, you know, you got to look at it and how does this integrate into your life? Because I have all these different options, but let me help you get to where you want to be based on your goals and your visions and where you're at in life right now. Right. So one thing that I'm creating and Mike's course that just launched the foolproof flipping formula, 
that's my A to Z on how to flip houses. Cause that's where I found my success. And I found a lot of people were like, Pam, I'm super interested in your course. Like, oh my God, like I want to purchase it. It's going to be awesome. So I literally created it. And now it's like my A to Z with all the contracts, all the manuals, like legitimately everything that you would need. Cause what I found with a lot of the courses was it's a lot of theory, a lot of theory, a lot, a lot of this yeah. smoke and mirrors. Like yeah. you're going to get your ROI. You're going to make 250,000 in a year. Da, 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 da. It's like, great theory sounds awesome, but what is the applicability? How do I actually like tomorrow start this process? What's the first thing that I do? How do I look for the deal? How do I source the deal? How do I then deal if it's profitable or not, depending on what financing you're uses, which I use Excel spreadsheets to make that happen. Right. I analyze everything to the T how you meet with an owner, literally my scripts and what I say to them. Is that right? That's everything. And all the rehab manuals for the construction management. Nobody focuses on the construction management. Nobody and does nobody this. Nobody does. Nobody does this. Literally. That, and that, so, that I've had exposure to. Well, literally. And my thing was, I wanted this to be the course that I wish I had when I started. Because yep. I kept finding myself in circles, constant, constant circles. And I was like, this is just not right. I want to provide the most value. So my course, that's the first one, but I'll have many more coming, many more courses coming so that people can learn from me without, you know, on their own time, if you will, right. You can plug into these courses and, and learn a bunch. And is there video content in addition oh, yeah. to PDF content in there? A hundred percent. Yeah. There's video content of me explaining everything. And then there's all the workbooks, manuals, and sheets that tell you like the go to and the how to, and who to connect with. Yeah to make that happen. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's all automated. You do it on your own time. So, so listen, I mean, <clears throat> let me just take a step back here for a second, folks, because when, you know, I, I have conversation every single day with individuals that are aspiring to move into real estate. Pam, you know that. You yeah. Know? And, oh, and, 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 and a lot of it is, well, what do I do first? Right. The, the, the answer to that question is, well, who are you aligning yourself with? Right. You know, because if you're going to go into something like real estate investment, right, it can go very well or it can go very, very poorly. 100%. And so what, she, what Pam is sharing is that over years of experience, she created a point A to point Z manual step by step for all the different intimacies of what yeah. it's going to take to buy and flip a property right. and do so at a hefty capital game. Right. I mean, yeah. now, what, um, and what areas are, uh, what areas geographically do you typically focus on? I focus mostly in the Boston in the Boston because right? that's yeah. my market. And that's what I know. Well, and I talk about this in my course, pinpoint yeah. your three cities that, you know, like the back of your hand. Ooh, like that. And tap into them, find the best agents. And I, I literally tap in and tell you go to insurance agents everyone who's, who can feed you business and you guys can work together. Yep. I mean, there's so many sources, but real estate is at the end of the day, a relationship built business. It's a neighborhood business, right? It's, it's a people business. Yeah. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And like, it's all neighborhoods. You're, you're investing in neighborhoods and you have a big responsibility as a developer to do the right thing. Right. So there's so many layers that come with being a real estate developer, but my A to Z was like, Here's how you take it. And here's exactly what I did. Here's my formula. Here's how I analyze deals. You know what your profit's going to be before you even put in an offer. A lot of people are like, I wish I knew how to Say do that. Say that again. Wait a second. So you know exactly what the ROI is going to be on it before you go into it and even yeah. make the offer on it? Yeah. How do you do that? Literally, I, I put in a 20% contingency on all of my construction budgets. Cause I always know something's going to go over sure. or whatever, <laughs> you know, and like with flips and stuff, like it's really easy to get 
twisted in those, but I've done it long enough that I know exactly where it should be or where it should land. And I put a 20% contingency. So I stay as conservative as possible. So if, even if we go like only 10% over budget, well, then I make more money then that's great. Sure. Right. But like, sure. you should never go into a deal assuming that it sounds good to you. It's like, no, run it through the deal analyzer spreadsheet that I have. And it'll tell you like to the dollar, what you should be making. Mm. And you plug in there, how long you're going to hold it, how you're going to finance it, how much money are you putting into it, yeah. your budget, like all of that. Yeah, everything's in there. And that analyzes and that gives you a good snapshot of the type of liquidity that you ought to have going yeah. into the deal because the link, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, makes perfect which sense. is so cool. Yeah. And so I'm like, this is my flipping formula. So you yeah. can plug in and, and literally rinse and repeat. And like, I know it's going to be the number one course for flipping out there, period. And for all you good folks out there, the name of that course again. Foolproof flipping formula. Foolproof flipping formula. Where, they can, where, where can they find that? Pam? Yeah, so that's on my Instagram, like just click on the link on there and it'll explain everything that's in that's in that we are infinityx.com you can get pamela barty on instagram pamela underscore barty foolproof flipping uh i listen if you want to get into that game i i would highly recommend checking that out yeah. see for yourself dm pam have a conversation directly with yeah. pam um we have a couple of questions that are in the chat yeah. um came in one came in from uh, David Hammer, actually. Pam, yeah, I don't have Optus. Oh. Can you see that oh, question yeah, yeah. that came in? I saw, so I see that one that says, thank you for being a powerhouse, ABCIT. Thank you so much. Definitely would like round two later this year. How does your morning routine look like? Oh my God, every single day looks crazy different, right? <laughs> this is like, like today I'm here in Jersey all day, right? Like, and tomorrow I'm back and cranking at deals and meeting on different sites. So the most important thing when you're balancing so much at a time, just in life in general, and honestly, I think one of my strongest things to be able to balance all that I do is time blocking, mm. writing it all down. Like I literally still use an agenda in the planner and I'm like writing it down. I'm like from, from seven to eight, I'm doing this from eight to nine, I'm doing this. And then like, I put aside time for myself too, because self-care is super important, especially as entrepreneurs, like sure. Saturday. Yep. Mm -hmm. Saturday at 11 a.m. Don't bother me because I'm no uh, from 9:45 to 11 a.m. I'm in yoga. Leave me alone. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like so. You, I almost set it like an appointment with myself. So time blocking is really critical. And you know, in terms of morning routine, I try to get up and I try to think about the things that I'm grateful for. It puts me in a great mindset. Um, and then I go on and I work out, and then I get really into beast mode. And then if I have the time, I try to use Scott Tennant's. Uh, Medical device, doctor, oh, sure. Dr. Tennant. Shout device. out to Scott Tennant. Seriously. Tennant I, Institute. I love you and Keith so much, Scott. You guys are amazing. Um, but basically it's it's like the recharge pack where it's like you're re recharging your entire body and it like resets everything. And then I'm ready to like run through walls. Then I have my protein shake and then I'm ready to run through walls, you know? But it's again, time blocking and organizing everything, having your schedule and your calendar links and like all of that, you know? So so that's been that's been super critical for me in terms of the morning routine. So that was for that question. And then the next one is how many hurdles did you experience as a female in a male dominated world as you launched out entrepreneurially? Great question. That's a great one. Great question, man. <laughs> that is Looking so good. Oh man. I, I used to walk on site and people would be like, okay, so where's your boss? <laughs> oh boy. And I'm oh, like, uh, like, yeah, I'll give her a call. <laughs> You know, so the people who didn't know, it, you know, but like, I was like, you know, you just take it with a grain of salt. And, and what I, what I found was it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, when you first meet somebody, if you show them the respect and the admiration and you treat them well, they're always going to reciprocate. Yeah. If you're an absolute a-hole and you're like, have your ego up your, you know what, 
it always will go south on you. Right. So like what I found was even with the guys, even though it was male dominated and all that stuff, you know, it's like I showed my knowledge and I was very kind to them and I was super confident. And so they never pulled games with me. Right. Never. Right. And so like, cause yeah. I like knew my stuff and I was like, and then if they tried to test me on something, I would check them very quickly, which is kind of uncomfortable. I've only had to do that. A couple never of times. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, but, but I've right. never, you know what I mean? Because I was always kind to them, treated them like family. Yeah. And I just said, you know, it's the mutual respect and you won't have issues if you do that. But yeah, on a mental block, you could get stuck in that. But I also had an, an incredible role model, Cindy Stumpo, who like was literally grinding it out since the eighties. Now she builds, I mean, she's always built mega mansions in the mm. Boston area. And she was a like tough cookie, like HGTV. She had her own TV show, Tough as Nails. Mm. And watching oh, her, yeah, yeah, yeah. watching sure, her, watching her, yeah. like I remember when I first started, I went to her office and I was like, hey, Cindy, like, I know you don't know me, but she's the only woman in construction that I know. And I went up to her and I was like, I know you don't know me, but I really admire who you are and what you do and how you stand up for yourself and like get ish done. Yeah. And gave her a huge hug. And she literally stopped gave me the biggest hug. She's like, honey, whatever you need, call me. Like, so I Can't had to put a price tag on that. No. Know? And yeah. like, I literally had that role model right there who was like a tough cookie. So I'm like, Cindy made it through this. Like I can make it through this. Right. So like when people see a real life role model, that's everything. So that's how you can break through your mental blocks. Cause you see someone who's actually doing it. So that's something that really helped me. And then the other question is what advice would you give to the budding female entrepreneur with all that you've experienced? Great question. Such a great question. And honestly, it, it goes back to regret is far worse than fear. Mm. A lot of women, and I love you females. I love you women who are, are watching right now. I know that you doubt yourself. You question yourself. Am I good enough? Am I worth it? You absolutely are. You absolutely, absolutely are. Like sugar in the background saying, I am woman, hear me roar. <laughs> Yes, yes, big sugar. But like, it's really the truth that you are 100% worth it. And it's like, we always question ourselves, like as women, especially we're like, am I good enough? It's like, you were created in this earth to be here for a reason. You were birthed here with a purpose, a soul purpose. Yep. Follow your intuition and it will never let you down and believe in that. Because God, the universe, whatever you believe in, has got your back 100,000%. How can you be scared when you know you've got the creator behind you? You just can't, like, you can't fail. Like, that's my whole, like, thought process of, like, you're on a diving board. You're about to jump into the pool. And it's cool. It might look scary at first, right? But you do it because you know you're going to literally climb back up. Rise like, up. The, you, yep. gravity's going to pull you back up. And it's the same thing. The universe has always got you. Maybe something may not go as wonderful as you like it to, but I promise you it's going to get you to the next level. There, there's been times that I've been scared out of my mind. The transitions from restaurants to real estate, real estate now into this world of coaching and speaking and building out teams and stuff. And I, even I've questioned myself sometimes, like, am I good enough? Like, am I going to make it? Am I going to help people? Am I going to? And the answer is always like, yes, Pam, you're going to do it. Push yourself because someone out there is counting on you. And you got to do it for them. And then I remember my parents and then it puts everything into perspective of like, okay, all right. Like there's no room for failure here. Like let's go, you know? So mm. that would be my advice. Just 
ignore the fear if you can, yep. right? And just keep moving forward. You are 100% worth it. Just believe in you and keep rolling. We are Infinity X, a stage and microphone for Pamela Barty, the real estate underdog. Uh, foolproof flipping. Yeah. Right? Foolproof, foolproof flipping. flipping. You can find it on, on Pam Barty at, uh, at Instagram. And uh, Pam, so with that in mind, you talked about spirit. Yeah. Um, you know, the next five, 10 years of your world is yeah. going to look even drastically different than what it does right now. Yeah. Take us into your future. What does that look like? Absolutely. So what I envision is empowering in the next five years, at least 500 individuals on my team to mm. be financially free and rewrite their family history through that. Rewrite their family history. Yeah. Because when, when you yeah. when you create someone who's financially free, you, they do that for their whole generational line. Yep. You break through the cycle of poverty. So that's really my goal is to build a massive team who's crushing it and then inspires the world. Right. And what I also see is myself on massive stages in the next five years as well. Um, speaking into people, I really want to be the cheerleader for them to be the one to say, listen, I believe in you. You got this. I don't care where you've been. None of that. What matters is where you're going now. Yeah. And so speaking is definitely a big thing. More courses, definitely more courses so that we can reach on a worldwide platform, more and more individuals and educate them right in the real estate space, the entrepreneurial space, all of that. And, um, and then next is, you know, my latest organization, yeah. which I've launched with yeah. my amazing partner, Jesenia Nozalilo. If you're watching girl, love you, my soul sister. But she and I, what I've found in my success uh, and meeting some of the most incredible people in the world is that they're deeply spiritual and nobody talks about it. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? But then <laughs> Tony talks about it on stage, Tony Robbins. And he says, business is a spiritual game. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So the more spiritual you are, the more giving that you are, the more you create, the more abundance you create in this life. Right. So her and I have teamed up together to create ether alchemy. And so basically we're creating worldwide retreats. Wow. And so we're intersecting the world of business yeah. and spirit and adventure all in one wheelhouse. Oh, incredible. So incredible. that's awesome. So that, and you know, we're inviting in business leaders, you know, so we want to unlock your soul potential, right? Like let's clear you out spiritually. Let's get to the core yep. from there. Let's get you clear. And then let's move into the action plan of where you want to be. Right. So that's my whole thing is like on the coaching realm is like, I really want to get heavy in that, um, and do these retreats worldwide with her and, you know, find your purpose workshops and things like that. Um, and then building out my real estate teams and just the courses and the speaking and all of that, just essentially, I want to ignite the underdog in everybody mm. and teach them how to build different streams of revenue in their world. That, that is my goal the next five to 10 years and Incredible. pretty much the rest of my life. Like, I think I figured it out. My purpose, <laughs> like that's where it is. You, you think you got to figure it out now? If you didn't bit. have it before you do now, Pam. Yes. I got, you guys want to stay up with Pamela Barty. I feel like it's keeping up with the Joneses here. It's keeping up with the Bardies, right? Or the Moshe group or what, you know, <laughs> yeah. guys, uh, this is infinity X. Uh, this is Pamela Barty, Pamela Barty on Instagram, the underdog podcast, top one and a half percent in the world. Uh, you know, foolproof flipping. Um, let's speaking of foolproof flipping Pam, Pam economically right now, right? Inflation yeah. 42 year high. Right? Holy Jesus. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. and, um, you know, supply chain, challenges, construction, right? Oh. What are some things that you're seeing and what are some things that you've done to pivot in, in, you know, you know, just in, in lieu of, you know, lack of, you know, cold, lack of supply or increased cost of goods. Yeah. So, so I've been hearing about 
a financial collapse since 2019. Mm. So I've been positioning myself since then, unless I get a smashing deal on something, yeah. I'm not buying anything. Really? Mm-mm. Okay. And I still had some long-term projects. I closed out 13 of them okay. in 2021. And now I'm focused pretty much on just my rental properties and everything that I've got and focusing primarily on just the coaching and the speaking and all that world. So I've already pivoted, right? But that's because there was a lot of life transitions and things like that. Yeah. But there's a scary time in the market coming right now. I think it's going to affect financial markets, which it already is, um, and the real estate markets without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, forbearances because of COVID, there's so many things happening with all that short, short, short sales and foreclosures are at an all-time high right now. And wow. it's really exciting. Like, I'm not exciting. It's really horrible. Or, like, yeah, like, like, but it's understood. Like, yeah. But like, yeah, it's horrible, but it's, you know. It's, it's also it's not an exciting time yeah. for like, yeah. it's an exciting time for investors. Cause they're like, Oh my God, they're the same token. I'm like, how do I help these people? Cause again, this is going to be insane. What's coming. If someone didn't have the money to pay their mortgage three months ago, what makes you think a lump sum of three months payments altogether, they're going to be able to do it now. It's not going to change. What's anything. the likelihood? The hamster wheel. Yeah. yeah. What's the likelihood? Right. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's just, it's really tough. And like the way that inflation's going, Construction materials are up three to 400%. Like, I'm not trying to say doom and gloom. I'm trying to say, buckle your seatbelts because I think we're entering into something really massively huge in the markets. And you want to be as liquid as you possibly can and as debt-free as you possibly can. And to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that are coming real soon. Because I can tell you, banks and lenders are tightening their lending restrictions. They've already stopped a few home equity lines of credit some banks have already stopped doing those because they mm. believe that the, the valuations on, on real estate are too high right now, um, which is scary to think about. And so- I wish they would have stopped in 2008. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, exactly. Didn't really make that happen. But. Exactly. So that's the thing is like pivoting into the markets. It's like, you know, what are your goals? Like financially, like how, how you guys put together financial strategies. It's like, how are you going to weather the storm? Because I was literally sitting at the EXP conference last August in Dallas. And, yeah. and Tony's like, Tony Robbins is like, you know, you guys, you guys are doing great. You know, it's the summertime right now for you. It is summer season. You guys are making money. You're living the dream. You're doing this. You're doing that. But winter's coming. But winter's coming. Mm-hmm. Are you prepared? Right. <laughs> so for anyone who's, you know, yeah. and so yeah. are you prepared? Like, how are you over leveraged right now? If you are, sell it. <laughs> sell it, take like, like move, like just look at your strategies. If you have an asset that you're going to hold on to for the next 10 years, by all means, keep it. If you're planning to sell it within a couple of years, I would do it now. You know what I mean? Just look at, are you over leveraged? How much debt do you have? How much liquidity do you have access to? Should God forbid something happen? Do you have those streams of revenue coming in? Key. This Mm -hmm. is why I'm so keen on different streams of revenue because I've seen so many people lose their shirt because I lost my job. Then I lost everything. Well, damn. Yeah. Had you had a bunch of different things in place, that would have never happened. That's so true. You know, so true. You know, it's, you know, like when, when, when somebody, whether they're somebody like yourself, who's a powerhouse or just somebody who's emerging, you know, when they come in to us and see us for the first time, what do we do? We we Mm -hmm. look underneath the hood put them onto the Epic Wealth Builder, create a balance sheet, understand asset liability, cash flow, good, bad, and indifferent. Yeah. What's deductible debt? What's non-deductible debt? How many months of, you know, call it sleep well at night account that you have or yeah. you no know, strategic reserves. 
It's no different for people who are operating in your position that have done yeah. over $100 million of real estate than somebody who's just starting out, Pam, right? Yeah, 100%. And it's different for everybody. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. or what does your debt look like? Like what? Everything. Everything. It's absolutely critical to make sure you're not over leveraged and watch your debts. Right. Pam, now. let me ask you another question. So, you know, at the beginning of, you know, I think it was, I believe it was the beginning of last year, the middle point of last year. Um, they, at one point, I can't recall exactly when it was timeline. They were talking about 1031 exchange, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And maybe eliminating 1031 exchange, right? That was a, a rumor for- uh, Let's not talk about that and remind the government about that policy. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not do that. The word, you know, Joe, turn your volume as down low as you possibly <laughs> Please, can. Please. Please. <laughs> uh, with that in mind though, how do you, yeah. how do you leverage 1031? So that is a very powerful tool. 1031 exchanges are basically like you could sell a property and then buy something else within six months tax-free. So those proceeds go directly to that property. And then the way that you bypass that is you buy that property and then say it's free and clear. Then you do a cash out refi and you get your money tax-free. Mm. I just dropped a bomb on you. People. You guys, hey, you guys <laughs> just received an atom bomb within about a five second period of time period. Go over that one more time. Pam. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So like, say you use 1031 to basically purchase another property. Right. Well, guess what? Now you own that property. I don't know what your mortgage is on it or whatever, but if you've got equity, you can do a cash out refinance, get your money and it's tax free. Mm. I see people do it all the time other investors. And I'm like, dude, I've done it too. I'm like, this is the greatest. It's like the loophole. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's not really a loophole, right? Cause it's the equity that you built in it. Obviously this is where numbers come in and analyzing that deal is critically important. And when somebody buys your educational content, Pam, is this yeah. the type of education that you provide to them? Yeah. And, and, and like, yeah. what is it? What does that look like? Is it ongoing coaching? Like what's yeah. the, what's the structure? So in my real estate teams that I'm building out, anyone who's on my team directly, I coach directly. And I teach them all the different strategies. And then depending on what strategy they choose, I'll mention things like this, yep. like loopholes and things that they can make more strategies that they can compound. Um, but it depends on what they're doing, right? Like somebody who's only wants to sell real estate, they're not really going to care about the 1031 exchange, no, but right, yeah, so it's really, it's, it's much like yeah, you, yeah. where you're creating the financial strategies based on the financial background. Mine sure. is like, let me look at your life picture. How are we integrating real estate? How do you want to diversify in real estate? And then we pick and choose. And you work in partnership with exactly. somebody like me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then we figure it out. Like, what's the best strategy? Okay, well, if you flip, here's what you can do. Yep. 1031 that, cash out refi, go use that cash out for something else and rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So there's, there's people that I know that do that on a massive scale with commercial properties. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And it's super powerful. Incredible. We are infinity X. I was just checking the chat to make sure that I didn't miss out on any questions. We are giving stages and microphones to, I, I, I listen, I, I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I first met Pam, I, I knew that I was in the presence of somebody who was doing things at a different level and was going, you know, in my mind, going to be great. I didn't realize how fast that you were going to accelerate not only what you're doing in the real estate game, but also in your influence, you know? Mm -hmm. And for those of you who joined us this evening, for those of you watching us on YouTube, um, or Spotify or any of our other verticals out there, I, 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 I just, I, I want you to think about the level of content that you received tonight for free.
right? Absolutely. At no cost to yourself, you got hundreds of thousands of dollars of dimes, just that last 10 seconds, just the last 15 seconds. Um, we are Infinity X looking to bring megapreneurs like Pamela Barty to the stage and microphone each and every single week. And Pam, you know, it's like, I just, every time I have the opportunity to spend time with you, I learn a little bit more, but we you know, I just am so it, it's, it's so obvious to me why I'm so grateful that you're a business partner and that, you know, you, we have, we have the relationship with that. We do Pam It's just been so incredible tonight. It, oh man. You're an absolute rock star. You and Rob, just like I adore, I love and respect you guys so much because you're, you're there to help people. Any you know, parting at the end of the day. Yeah. Any parting shots for the, thank you. Yeah. And any parting shots amazing. from the group before we, uh, we finish up tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So just remember regret is far worse than fear. Go out there and get it. Like, what do you have to lose? Really? You think about Nothing. like, you think about fear and it's like this mental block at the end of the day, it's like, just go out there and get it. So what it doesn't work out. Okay. You pivot, you do something else. Like it's all good. Like whatever you have in your mind that you came tonight thinking in your head, is this thing right for me or whatever you've got going on in your mind? This is your confirmation that yes, it's true. Rock and roll. I believe in you. You got this. Okay. So I want to say that. And then the second part is like, you guys can, I mean, I'm, I'm partners with Dave. He's absolutely incredible, but like reach out to me on LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever DM me, like any questions you have about real estate, like really anything in life. Like I'm happy to help you. I'm here to serve. I'm here to be an asset to you and honestly provide as much value as I possibly can. Cause I want to see you rock your world. Then you're going to rock more worlds and it's just going to be awesome. So Incredible. thank you so much. Oh, Pam, I see you in our future and folks, thank you again for spending time with us tonight. We are infinity X. We are infinity X YouTube. We were joined tonight by Pamela Barty, the underdog, the real estate underdog, the underdog podcast, foolproof flipping. And until, uh, until next week, guys, again, Pam, thank you so much. We will see you next week, Tuesday evening, 7 PM, same platform for another great conversation on we are infinity X. Everybody have a wonderful night. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time.